Hi everyone, it's Vinny and Amy here. We hope you're all well. We'll be sharing some reflections on the cross this Good Friday, looking at John 19 verses 28 to 37. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said to fulfil the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of the sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, They did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says, They will look on him whom they have pierced. It is finished. It astounds me that whilst being brutally murdered, Jesus hangs on the cross, meditating. His meditations are not stoic or zen, but entirely human and raw cries of anguish, reflections and exclamations of his taking on the sin of the world. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? He has several meditations, entirely human, entirely divine. With his great authority, he makes in the Gospel of John his final meditation, a famous saying sacred to all Christians, it is finished. What is finished? Well, most of us know by now that he finished and completed paying for our sin, and that's what he meant. And so, in preparation for this short devotion, I thought, I guess Whitcomb has heard that, I need to think of something more exciting, something new, a new spin, a new angle. And this is the root of all false teaching. Lord, have mercy on me. Let us never grow tired or stop contemplating with awe and amazement the wonder of Jesus Christ and him crucified. It is finished. What a remarkable thing to say. With such confidence, he mounted the cross victoriously and crushed the head of sin, death and Satan. This is the place where he offered himself up to the world as a sacrifice, where God crowned his son with such great glory. God was glorified. But what about you? Should we glory in how great God is and how humble he would be to endure such suffering? Well, of course. But let us never forget that this was not abstract. When Jesus was being murdered by the hands that he created, he was thinking of you. When Jesus says it is finished and exclaims that sin is paid for, he also exclaims that he has won for himself a bride. God does not need us. God wants us. Christian, he loved you so desperately that he came and endured hell so you would not have to. His cry that it is finished seals the deal. The fear is over. We know to whom we belong our soon-to-be bridegroom, Jesus Christ. You see, Christianity is not merely a philosophy. 
It is a relationship with God that is made possible through something that happened around two millennia ago. That's why John goes to all the effort to record these details. God's love for us is found in a human heart that was torn apart by a metal spear. Our faith is in the one who was crucified next to two criminals with hammer-shattered knees. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. I want to share with you one of my favourite hymns, which was written by Thomas Kelly in 1804. It's a wonderful meditation on the cross and its meaning for us. Stricken, smitten and afflicted, see him dying on the tree. Tis the Christ by man rejected. Yes, my soul, tis he, tis he. Tis the long-expected prophet, David's son, yet David's Lord. By his son God now has spoken, tis the true and faithful word. Tell me ye who hear him groaning, was there ever grief like his? Friends through fear his cause disowning, foes insulting his distress. Many hands were raised to wound him, none would interpose to save. But the deepest stroke that pierced him was the stroke that justice gave. Ye who think of sin but lightly, nor suppose the evil great, here may view its nature rightly, here its guilt may estimate. Mark the sacrifice appointed, see who bears the awful load. Tis the word, the Lord's anointed, Son of man and Son of God. Here we have a firm foundation, here the refuge of the lost, Christ the rock of our salvation, his the name of which we boast. Lamb of God for sinners wounded, sacrifice to cancel guilt, none shall ever be confounded, who on him their hope have built.